welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, I have a good news for you today. I'm going to start the God of Isaac. I've been speaking about the God of Abraham for quite a few weeks now. All right. Last week, I spoke about how God being the God of Abraham means that um, Isaac, how to keep Isaac. All right. So you must let Isaac go in order to keep Isaac. Give up Isaac to keep Isaac. Because you can't keep what you got got from the spirit with the arm of flesh. So God told Abraham, I'm going to bless you your descendants through Isaac. Then God said, bring me Isaac. Get rid of him for me to sacrifice him to me. I told you, you can sacrifice Isaac, you can't sacrifice God. And so as soon as Abraham gave up Isaac, Bible says that he received him, according to Hebrews chapter 11, he received him in figure, in a figurative form. So all along, he hadn't actually received him. He He had him, but he hadn't received him. So how do you keep, so God will test you on your, the things, what he has blessed you with, he's going to test you on that. Praise the Lord. And I explained that how God called Abraham to go into a land, he was tested on the land, he said, I'll give you a son, he was tested about his sons, and then when he passed the son test, guess what, He he ended up becoming a vessel. As soon as the guy gave up Isaac, God said, now in blessing, I'll bless you. And once he said, through you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. God was looking for a vessel through whom he will manifest. But for you to be a, a, a viable, a suitable vessel for God, you must go through certain processes so that you can lose you and gain God. Does that make sense? And so when Abraham got to that stage, God said, I've, I've, I've done my job in Abraham. And so you must know, in, in the God of Abraham, we, know, we tend to know God as the initiator. We know God as the father. Actually, Abraham's original name was Abram, okay, which means father. And it's, God changed his name to what? Abraham, which means father. So in every sense of the word, the guy was a father. And yet he was childless. Very interesting. So Abraham became the father. So now he's not, he didn't, God just didn't give him Isaac. But God gave him all of us. So we are all called, we are the sons of Abraham. Who? Hallelujah. Amen. They which be of faith, the same as blessed with Abraham. And those who are of faith in Christ, he says, the same are the sons of Abraham in Galatians. So we are all the sons of Abraham. And so Abraham, in, in Abraham, in the God of Abraham, we, we tend to know God as the father. Now to be, watch this. The point here is that to be part of God's people, you must know God in a certain way. And you must know God as he being um, the initiator. Okay, so you must know God as the initiator. Know that whatever God has promised he will do, he's the one who will do it. He's the one who will do it. Trust God. Trust God. Tell someone, trust God. Trust God. Do you know why? Trust God because God is able and God is willing, and he will do what he said he will do. God will not let you down. He is too faithful to fail. Sometimes we fret so much, we worry so much because we think that things will, will get out of hand. No, if, I like this, if you have God, things don't get out of hands. 
Oh, you didn't hear what I said. I said, if you've got God on your side, sister, things cannot get out of hands. Because it is only he who can keep things in control for you. If you don't get, if you don't have God on your side, we can't guarantee your tomorrow. Your tomorrow is not really guaranteed. Your tomorrow is really shaky. So, in knowing God as the God of Abraham, we tend, that, that is, having this experience and coming to the place where you have settled the fact that God is the Father, He's the initiator. Anything that you believe in Him for, anything that must be done in your life, He is the one who must initiate it. He is the one who, it must come from Him. From whom all things. The Bible says that all good and perfect gifts, James chapter 1 verse 17, all good and perfect gifts come from above, the Father of light. Every good and perfect gift uh, is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. I see you receiving good gifts. Amen. Things, will, things will begin to go good in your life. Amen. In Jesus' name. Now, and so Abraham's work secured, procured this experience with God as God being the father because he was childless. But God said, I'll give you a son. And God gave him a son when he couldn't have a child. God waited just to prove to him that I am the father. So Abraham knew God. But how about Isaac? Isaac is very interesting to, to look at Isaac. Um, but why do we need Isaac? Because, you see, listen to this very carefully. It's God describes himself as I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. He never said, I'm the God of Daniel. No, I never said, it even said, God of Abraham and David, God of Moses. He didn't say that. But he said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac. Even when he appeared to Moses, that's how he described himself. And the Jews knew him, referred to him as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so the point here is that why, what is it about Abraham's work with God? What is it about uh, Isaac's work with God? What is it about Jacob's work with God that made, it transfers across all the people of God? Because he started a process in Abraham, watch this, he didn't end it in Abraham. Abraham something started and he continued it in Isaac and then continued it in Jacob. When he finished in Jacob, it was after he had finished his work in Jacob that the nation of Israel was born. The nation of Israel was never born until God said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In, in Exodus chapter 3, verse, verse 6, he appeared to Moses. That was the first time he described himself. He said, I am the God of Abraham, the God of your fathers, your father Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Exodus chapter 3, verse 15, he said the same thing. He said, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. All right? So, so, so he said that uh, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. It's not just that he should have said Noah, because Noah was before Abraham. Even, can you imagine? Ooh, the Bible talks about a man called Enoch. Enoch worked with God so closely. Enoch worked with God so closely. Got to a time when you, you don't see Enoch again. He was not. The Bible said, and Enoch worked with God and he was not, because God has taken him. Enoch, Hebrews chapter, that's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5. The uh, Bible says that by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because he had this taken for, for before he was taken, he had a test on he pleased God. He, he was taken. Uh, in Genesis chapter 20, uh, Genesis chapter 5, verse 24. Let me see what that, that says. Genesis chapter 5, verse 20. Enoch walked with God and he was not. He was not. Why? For God has taken him. God took him. <laughs> that, that's, that's how close.
Probably he worked with God so much. He, he, he worked with God so much. This is interesting. Someone worked with God so closely that he was not. He was taken. God said, no, this is too good for me. Come. He, he vanished because God. He, he was not. Enoch. He should have said, I am the God of Enoch. He should have said, I'm the God of Enoch. Before probably Abraham. And Noah. Bible said the whole earth. It took Noah to save the earth. The whole earth was full of evil, and everything was wiped away, but God found Noah, or Noah rather found grace with God. So Noah, so when you look at Hebrews chapter 11, when he was talking about the giants of faith, he didn't start with Abraham. He said, by faith, Abel, Abel, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice. By faith, Abel. By faith, then he said, by faith, after Abel said, by faith, Enoch. Then by faith, Noah. Then by faith, Abraham. So there were guys before him. So why? Before Abraham. Jesus, Jesus didn't actually say before Adam. He said before Abraham I am. Wow. Should have said before Adam. There's something about Abraham that, is, that makes him stand out amongst all of them. Abraham's work with God. Abraham, watch this. I'm going to say something interesting. In Abraham, some things were started. Abraham did things that others have not done. A lot of things started in Abraham. And then God moved on to Isaac and worked it in Isaac, and then moved on in Jacob. I can't wait to get to the God of Jacob. And worked in Jacob. When he finished this process, he said, now I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Israel can be born. So to be part of Israel, part of God's special people, you must go know God as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Does that make sense? And we have taken time to explain what it means to know God as the God of Abraham. Simply put, it means to know God as the initiator, as the father. Number two, knowing God as the God of Isaac. Abraham did so many things, but Isaac, Isaac, someone say Isaac. Isaac. When you talk about Isaac, Isaac, to know God as the God of Isaac, Isaac, in, the, in Isaac we know the son. What's the relationship between Isaac and Abraham? Father, son, okay. So who was Isaac to Abraham? Son. So in the God of Isaac, you know God the son, God as the son, or God the son, Jesus, more. There, there are quite a lot, few similarities between Isaac and Jesus. In theological circles, it is called um, how Isaac was a type of Christ. It was a type of Christ. There's the similarities between Isaac and Christ. There are a lot of types in the Bible, in the Old Testament, that when you look at Christ's life very carefully, you can tell, ah, it looks like this one. Or this person's life, like the lamb that we use, the tabernacle, like Joseph, like Isaac, like even Moses, and a few people in the Bible, we can tell, oh, like, like Christ. There are types of Christ. But Isaac typifies Christ, okay? When I say typifies, means that he's a type of it typifies, that's a theological word, by common, it makes it simple. It, Isaac typifies Christ in a certain way. Because when you watch, did you realize that Isaac was his, his father's only beloved son? When God appeared to Abraham, he said, Genesis chapter 22, verse 1, said, and it came to pass after this is that God did test Abraham, verse 2. He says that, and God said, Abraham said, here, and he says that, um, uh, 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 take now your son, your only son, in uh, whom you love, your beloved son, your only, only, God called Isaac the only beloved son. Jesus is God's only beloved, only begotten. Okay, so Isaac, only begotten, Jesus, only begotten. Isaac, 
was not a child of the flesh. His birth, there was no flesh involvement. Ishmael was, but Isaac wasn't. How about Jesus? You know it. Jesus was not a child of the flesh. Isaac's dad sacrificed him. How about Jesus? But this is even interesting when I found out. Do you know that Jesus Christ was resurrected? If you don't know that, then you are not born again. <laughs> From the dead. Isaac. He also experienced resurrection. In Hebrews, we have to see that in the Bible, okay? In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 17, 18, and 19, Bible says, by faith, when Abraham was tested, by faith, when Abraham was tested, offered up Isaac, and, uh, and he who had received the promise, offered up his, you see the only begotten son there? You see that? Yeah. Who is the only begotten son in the Bible as well? John 3, 16, what does it say? By God so loved that he gave his only begotten. Here, Bible said that Abraham also had only begotten son. Uh, and he was asked to offer up, sacrifice his only begotten son like, like God did. That, you know why God gave, had the gas to sacrifice Jesus? Let me use that word. That, that, what, what, I, I can't say that motivated God, but Abraham gave God a reason to sacrifice his son. Because he was really, Abraham was ready to sacrifice his only son. And God said, ha, man, you have done this. Abraham, because you have done this thing, in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Means I will give my only son. Abraham is a blessed man. So, verse, verse 18, and the Bible talks about uh, of whom it was said, in Isaac your seed shall be blessed. You remember last week I spoke about it. God has told you, in Isaac your seed shall be blessed, and yet he said, Bring him, come and sacrifice him. The same person, the same person through whom. So Isaac said, this is true, it's true, Isaac, your seed shall be blessed, and yet God told him, bring Isaac and get rid of him. As a sacrifice to me. And Abraham, Bible says that when he was offered, asked to offer Isaac, verse, verse 19, he did that concluding that God was able to raise, God was able to resurrect Isaac. Watch this, watch this, even from the dead, from which he also received. So, so long as Abraham was concerned, Isaac was, Isaac was already dead. And because he's the one through whom God was going to fulfill his promise, he's, he's, he, was, he had already experienced Isaac in the resurrection. That's why he received him in resurrection. Jesus was resurrected. Isaac was resurrected. Wow. There are quite a few similarities between... Now, I'm going to you this one. This one is quite interesting when I found out. It took me a bit of time, so I pray that you can just get it. It's not too complicated, but... You know, Isaac. When you study the story about Isaac, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Abraham went to Egypt. How many of you are aware of that? Some of you may not know, but read your, if you remember, read your Bible. Abraham went to Egypt. Okay. He went to Egypt. When he got to Egypt, Abimelech said uh, they, 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 he was afraid uh, for his wife. And he went and said about his wife, He's my, she's my sister. She's my sister. And Abimelech, Abimelech took the king, Abimelech, took Abraham's wife because he thought he's the sister. Je How many of you know that Jacob went to Egypt? Some of you don't know. My book of Bible stories. <laughs> Jacob. Ja Jacob went to Egypt because I, when, when his son, his son became the prime minister of Egypt. Joseph became his, there was family and then they brought up. So actually, Jacob went to Egypt. How about Isaac? Genesis chapter 26, verse, verse 1. Bible talks about how there was severe famine in the land, besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, killed the Philistine in Gerah. The, 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 the next verse. And the Lord appeared to him, do not go down to where? Egypt. God told Isaac, don't go to Egypt. Abraham went, Jacob went, Isaac never went. 
He actually never left Canaan. All his life was in Canaan. How, what's the similarity between Isaac and Jesus in that sense? Jesus never left the bosom of the Father. It's interesting. In John chapter 1, verse 18, when I was studying, I opened my eyes and looked at it again. He says that no one has declared the, he says that no one ever has ever seen God at any time. The only begotten son. Are you familiar with this word, the only begotten son? This phrase. The only begotten son who is not was. I used to read it was. He is. In the bosom. He never left. When he was talking to them, this is Jesus speaking. When he was talking to them, he was still in the bosom of the Father. He was always with the Father. He never left Isaac. All I'm trying to point is the similarities, similarities between Jesus and Isaac. In other words, how Isaac um, typifies Jesus. Or the other word is foreshadow. So in Isaac, what, what's special about Isaac? Well, number one, I want you to know something about the relationship between Isaac and Abraham. Okay, two things about Isaac. First, his relationship with his father, and then number two, his relationship with God. What we learn about Isaac's relationship with his father, the first one, Isaac's relationship with his father. In the book of Genesis chapter 25, unlike Abraham, watch this, unlike Abraham, Isaac, Isaac did what has already been done. Abraham did things that others haven't done. But <laughs> Isaac is interesting. Bro, Isaac did almost everything that has already been done. Almost everything Isaac done, did, I'll explain it, had already been done. Almost everything Isaac did had already been done. He went to dig wells. Do you know he didn't dig new wells? Genesis chapter 26, verse 18. The wells he dug, well, the, work, the job he was, the wells he dug, is the well that his father dug in the days of Abraham. Uh, that was dug. Bible says that, and Isaac dug again the wells of water, which they had dug in the day. He didn't do anything new. Isaac, when he got, got to getting a wife, his father sent a servant to go and get him. The guy didn't do anything new. Even to get a wife, the father sent a servant, go and look for a wife for my son. Hey. <laughs> the, the, the guy is really, was really pampered. What, what am I trying to point out? Because in Isaac, because in Isaac, we find out that it's not attainment, it's obtainment. That's why I'm leading this. When it comes to God, please drop what you are trying to do by yourself and come to enjoy what he has done for you. So Isaac, one of the things of Jesus and Isaac married, Jesus to, the, the father had to send the Holy Ghost to come and get the church for him. <laughs> Very interesting. But then Isaac, number one, he dug wells which had already been dug. When he came to choosing a wife, he got, he didn't choose a wife for himself. The father had to choose a wife for him. Isaac didn't have to do things or even fight. Isaac was not a fighter. Isaac was just there to enjoy. He was there to enjoy. Look at this. When, how many of you know that Abraham was asked to get rid of one of his sons? Abraham, God told him, get rid of Ishmael. Because in Genesis chapter 20, 21, when Isaac was born, after a while, when he was weaned, Sarah, Hagar, Ishmael was beginning to um, harass Isaac. Sarah said, I can't, I can't have none of this. And Sack let her go. And God told Abraham, listen to what your wife is, Sack the child. Abraham had to fight all these things. So Abraham sort of had two children, two sons. One was not chosen, one was chosen. 
The one who was not chosen, do you know what God told him? He said, get rid of him, sack him. Isaac too had two sons. Malachi chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. Just even to you. Isaac, he had two sons. Malachi chapter 1, verse 3 says, God said, it says that, I, I have loved you, says the Lord. Yet you say, in what manner, uh, said, uh, uh, you have, I mean, was not Esau Jacob's brother? The Lord said, yet Jacob I have loved, next, the next verse, but Esau I have hated. So God said, these two sons, I don't want Esau, I want Jacob. Just like Abraham, um, Isaac, and Ishmael. What did God say about Ishmael? I don't want Ishmael. But when God didn't want Ishmael, what did he do to Abraham? He said, do the job, sack him. When God didn't want Esau, what did he do? He didn't do anything, just left him. Because Isaac doesn't have to work. He said, Isaac, you stay. There's never a place where you saw God telling Isaac, get rid of Esau. Never. Even when the blessing was coming, Isaac wanted to give the blessing to Esau. God used Rebecca to get a blessing to Isaac. And then later on, Esau got some. But Isaac didn't have to fight. Isaac, hey, Isaac, you see, when you know God, the God as a God of Isaac, you know him as a God who provides for you to enjoy. No struggle. No struggle. Take the struggle out of the battle. God has done it for you to enjoy. Can you imagine when God said, give me Isaac, and Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac. When they were going, Isaac, 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 an intelligent boy, asked his dad, Father, I can see the, the wood. I can see the knife. Normally, when we are going to sacrifice, we also have the animal, the lamb, to use for sacrifice. In Genesis chapter 22, verse 6, my, my father, he said, here, here are my son. Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the, bent, the lamb for the burnt offering? That's the question Isaac asked the dad. You know the answer the dad gave Isaac? He said, God will provide. That, because Isaac is the one. He said, God will provide for himself. Isaac, when it comes to you, God provides. Amen. Uh, show hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anything has to do with Isaac, you are talking about God's provision. God takes responsibility in providing. If you know God, the God as the God of Isaac, you don't struggle in life thinking that things won't work because you do what you have to do and you watch God display his goodness, lavish his kindness, lavish it. You see, most people can't enjoy the goodness of God because we think that you don't deserve it. Many people think God can't do it for you because you think you've done too many bad things. Give me a break. Think that God didn't know before he chose you. He actually knew you before you were born. Yeah. Did you know yourself before you were born? You didn't. Someone actually had to give you your, uh, your name and tell you your date of birth, actually. Tell you, and tell you who your father is. But, but in Isaac, when you know God as the God of Isaac, you know him as the God who provides for your enjoyment. I'm here to tell someone that God is providing for you. Amen. There's a song the choir sings. It says, he will supply. God is interested, oh, this is good. God is interested about every bit of your life. Every bit. No aspect of your life is unimportant to God. It's important, you gotta know that. But the problem is most of that, we don't, we don't want to accept it. We think, oh, no, 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 it's too good. I don't think God cares about me like that. What do you think he thinks about you? In fact, the psalmist says that what is man that you think about him so much? Because when I look at the way you have created the stars, the heavens, everything, you shouldn't be thinking about man like that. You care about what, that you care for him. Uh, I want you to do, me a, to do me a favor. Look at someone sitting beside, tell the person, God cares for you. 
Oh, some of you don't say like, tell, tell, tell the person, I said, God cares for you. And he cares about you. He's going to take care of you. God's going to take care of you. I said, God's going to take care of you. Don't be afraid. God's going to take care of you. Because he's a supplier. He's a provider. God's going to take care of you. He has never run out of resources. It's not your case that will make God incapable. It's not your case that will make God and put God in a disability. It's not your situation. God has never run out of resources. He has never run out of ability to help you. And I stand here as God's servant to announce to somebody that this week God will provide for you. This week God will provide for you. This month God will provide for you. Yes, it looks like the month has almost run out, but the devil is a liar. God will provide for you. God will provide for you. God will provide for you. Shout hallelujah. Those who don't like you and they are waiting for you to fail, they have a long time to wait. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said they've got a very long time to wait. Because my people, God said, my people shall never be put to shame. Hallelujah. In, in, in um, Joel chapter 2, verse 26 and 27, he said, and my people, Shall never. He said, my people. And the last bit. He said, let's all read the last bit. Can you see the end from the end? If you believe it doesn't belong to you, don't say it. But if you believe it belongs to you, you have to say it with confidence. You say it with boldness. That's this true Are you ready to read it out? That's scripture. Let's go. Let's read it out. Let's go. Some of you didn't read it like you believe it. Read it out loud. He said, my people shall never be put to shame. He must know what he's talking about. Shame is not part of your future. Hey, I said shame is not part of your future. Disgrace, disgrace is not part of your future. Shame is not part of your future. People see you and they feel sorry for you. Tell them, feel sorry for yourself. Because you know what? I'm coming out of this very soon. I'm coming out of it very soon. I'm coming out. Yeah, they may see things down with you. Don't worry. Tell them, look at me well, because I know I'm coming out of it. Do you know what kind of God? And I'm here to tell you that he's a provider and a supplier. I know you are sitting here, you are thinking, the, this is the firewood. This is the knife. Where is this lamb? How, how, how am I going to get through this, the end of this month? How am I going to get this job going, going through? How, how is the business going to rise? I, look at the court cases around me. How, how am I going to pull through this? Look at the way my marriage is going. How can, because I actually messed up. This went wild. How can things come back together? You know, there's always a how, when, why. Wow. Remember, in the God of Isaac, we know the God 
who provides a lamb for himself. Oh, he's not providing a lamb for you. Mm. 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 Genesis chapter, Genesis chapter 22. The same text, verse 8. He said, my son, my son, my son, God will provide, not for you, for himself. Because this, I'm walking with him. I'm bidding his, I'm doing at his biddings. I'm obeying him. When you obey God, he's, he's responsible for the consequences. So he said, I, God, will provide a love. Do you know why Abraham told Isaac that? Because he's walked with God. And he's seen that God always provides. God always provides. So he, he, had, the, he had the audacity to tell his son in the face of acute scarcity and lack, complete absence, no sign of provision. He said, don't worry. God will provide for himself. Did he do it? Yes. When you read Thomas, you find out he did it. God, he provided a lamb, a ram, caught in the ticket, big one. Abraham was an old man. He didn't have to fight with the ram. The ram was already arrested. The Isaac relationship with Abraham is a very interesting one. Everything was done for Isaac. Listen, can you imagine? I chose a wife for him. When I saw that, I said, wow, this is, this is kind of hard, very far. Choosing a wife for you, Isaac, why? I said, just go get some. No, Isaac said, you don't understand. I just don't go and ob- um, uh, attain. I just come to obtain. I came to inherit. I just came to stand here. Pastor, you know the scripture that just Holy Ghost just put on my heart? In Isaiah, I think it's Isaiah chapter, it should be chapter 65 or 66. I think 65, somewhere 20 or so. It says that Herod, you will live in houses that you did not build. What's, he said, they shall not build another and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For other days of my people, and my leisure, he said, others have labored. And I'm sending you to reap what you have not labored. That Jesus said to his disciple. Jesus, that's what Jesus said. Did you see that? Jesus said, John 4 38, I sent you to reap, okay? I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Everything you enjoy that you have to labor for. In the first place, it's wrong for you to labor for others too. You can't be working like an elephant and eating like an ant. No. It's not the God of Isaac. Do you know about Isaac? Let me tell you this and I, I can end this. Isaac, Isaac, when it comes to Abraham, when, uh, thank you Jesus for provision. Thank you Jesus, he says, he said, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. God is a provider. He, this from today to the end of the year, some people are about to have sweatless victories. Sweatless victories. Sweatless breakthroughs. Sweat. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Let me finish this. Please sit down, sit down. Bible says that 
when he came to choosing a wife, he sent his servant to go and get a wife for his son. And when his servant arrived, you know what he said? He said, you know who I'm coming to get a wife for? I'm coming to get a wife for somebody who has not worked. But the good thing is that he's so blessed. He's so blessed. His father is so blessed. We all know about his father. And everything his father has, has been given to him. Genesis chapter 24, verse 34. 34. So he said, I'm Abraham's servant. Go to the next verse. The Lord has blessed my, who? my master. Abraham. Who is the master? Abraham. The Lord has blessed my master and, has be, and he has become great. My master has become great. And he has give, God has given him flocks and heads. Now, those times when you talk about flocks, it's, it's better than shares and bones. The stock market is, 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 is raining. Abraham, God has given him stocks, <laughs> shares, bones, gold, silver and gold, male servants and female servants. He, oh, he has so much. And camels and donkeys. Camels and donkeys, you are talking about private jets and limousines. Just this. God has given, watch this. But you know, are you ready for this? This is it. Look at verse 36. It says, And Sarah, my master's wife, uh, bore a son to my master when he was old. And to him, my master has given all. Genesis chapter 25. Look at Genesis chapter 25. I want to show you something quickly. 25, verse 5 and 6. The same thing. Abraham had other sons, other children. For those of you, he, when Sarah died, he had children with a woman called Keturah. 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 Keturah has seven children. And Abraham gave them some stuff. But the Bible said, and Abraham, let's all read. Is it okay we all read it to Allah? Let's, let's go, let's go. Did you see that? How many things did he give to Isaac? Oh. To know God as the God of Isaac, you, you are knowing him as the God who just supplies all. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, it says that warn those who are rich in this world. Warn them, warn them, warn those who are rich. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God. Watch, 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 watch. What does it say about the living God? He gives all riches, all things. He provides, he gives, he supplies richly all things to enjoy. Life is not meant for endurance. It's meant for enjoyment. Life is not meant for endurance. It's meant for enjoyment. Your British life has redu reduced everything about your life to endurance. You are managing. You are managing. Hey, management, management. We are good managers. He appeared to Abraham. When Abraham sacrificed Isaac, he said, because you have done this, I'll bless you and I'll bless your descendants. Genesis chapter 22. Verse 17, 18, and 19. He said, because you have done this, I'll bless you. In blessing, I'll bless you. Multiply. I will multiply your descendants. He gave him all these promises. Okay? It's for Abraham. Now, when you look at Genesis chapter 26, from verse um, 3, 4, 5. Look at verse 3. When Isaac wanted to go to Egypt, God appeared to him. He said, don't go to Egypt. He said, dwell in the land. And I'll, dwell in the land, and I'll be with you and bless you. Watch this. For you and your descendants, I will 
I, I will give these lines and I'll perform my oath which I swore to. No, I don't have to swear to you. I swore to Abraham. You just come and enjoy the thing. I swore to Abraham. Look at verse 4. Look at verse 4. I'll make your descendants multiply at the stars of heaven. I'll give you the descend, uh, the, uh, to your descendants all this land. And uh, in your sister, this is the promise he told Abraham. So it wasn't Isaac's promise. It's Abraham's. He said, Abraham, go to the verse, verse 5. Because Abraham obeyed, you didn't have to do it. Abraham obeyed me, so you are coming to enjoy it. And uh, uh, you got it. Our enjoyment is because of the, the obedience of Jesus. Wow. That's the difference between Christianity and every other religion. Religion says you have to do and merit it. Christianity says they don't have to merit. It's not merit, it's mercy. Wow. You don't get by merit, it's by mercy. Jesus had to come and pay for it. You just come and enjoy it. He said, because Abraham obeyed me, I'll do this for you. It's not you, it's Abraham. (laughs) Knowing God as the God of Isaac means that knowing the God, knowing him as the God who supplies. Even when we think we don't deserve. Let me finish with the last text in the same Genesis chapter 26. All right. When you go down, down, down to verse 24, 23 and 24. 23 and 24, look at what he says. Can you help me put you on the screen, please? Then he went up from there to Beersheba, verse 24. And the Lord appeared to him the same night and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Before he became the God of Isaac, he first had to be the God of Abraham. I'm the God of your father Abraham. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bless you and multiply your descendants for my servant Abraham's sake. Is somebody get that? God is dealing with us because of Jesus. Life is not permitted to be the same again for him. Things must change for the better. Do you know why? Because of Christ. Because of Christ alone. Because of Christ alone. Because of Christ alone. And from today, I see things are changing for somebody. Your colorful story, history, your colorful success story is being, is being re, re, redefined. It's being rewritten for you. And it, it definitely shall be well with you. Amen. It definitely shall be well. Time will not permit me to go a bit further, but then I will leave it. Remember, what I discovered, which was very interesting, I almost said it, but I, forgot, I almost forgot saying it, that Isaac, when he even came to the tomb, he was buried. He didn't have to do He was buried in his father's tomb. <laughs> That is a very interesting. From cradle to grave, thank you, sir. I was buried in his father's tomb. In Genesis chapter 49, verse 30 and 31. Genesis 49, 30 and 31. Bible talks about how um, we said that uh, in the cave that is in the field of that's Jacob's cave, which is before memory. Oh man, they buried Abraham. Verse 30, go 30 and 31. Uh, in the cave where, uh, which Abraham bought with the field. Okay, with the field of Ephron the Hittite, as a possession for a burial place. And what happened to that place? Go to the verse 31. There they buried Abraham and Sarah, his wife, and they buried Isaac, his wife, too. When Abraham bought the land, that's when... 
Even where he was married, his father bought the place. <laughs> Isaac, knowing God as the God of Isaac, means that he's the God of supplies. Brother, sister, I want to tell you one thing. God is interested in taking care of you. And he'll supply for you. First Peter 5, 7, he said, casting all your care. Do you know what it means to cast? What do you mean cast? Cast means like this. Get rid of it. You worry too much. You worry too much. Cast your care upon him. Why? That's, that's the, he said, casting all your care upon him. Okay, so First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Casting all your care upon him. Why? For he cares for you. We have not been made to carry cares. Human beings, when you carry worry, you break down. That's why you have never breakdown, uh, emotional breakdown, and then depression and all that. Because human beings were not designed to carry. So if your car, some of you, you have cars. Your car, if you begin to make your car uh, a scrapyard to carry the you know, that's your car. Not meant, you need a van for that. You were not, sister, you were not meant to carry worry. God didn't design you like that. That's what is affecting you. So it's even blocking your ability to dream. It's hampering your ability to be creative. It's stifling your creativity. Worry, 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 worry. And you see ghosts where nothing exists, where there are no ghosts. You just see ghosts, you see problems everywhere. Because so much is on your mind that you begin to see things that don't exist and create problems. It's like mirages, mirages, mirages of problems. You just see them everywhere because there's too much problem on your mind. The devil laughs it that way. But the Bible says that casting all, not some, not some, not some, not some. How many? All. How many? You mean all? What about the things I did myself, the wrong things? He said all. If it's bothering you, then it's a care. Casting them all, throw them all on God. Why? Because he cares for you. He doesn't want you to carry it. He said, I'll, I'll take it for you. Because I'm the God of Isaac. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church? And subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.